Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees, and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free, and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. So many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the s***? Where's the bloody s***? talking to me! I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rack can fly now. Here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I am Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? Man, you know what? Last week we were talking about I'm back in lockdown in my suburb in Melbourne. But uh, my wife and son went away to my in-laws' place just before lockdown. And they're yet to return. So I am Holiday. living the fucking dream. Yeah. Living the man, man, superb. Just by myself in a house. Oh, that is every dad's dream. I'm loving it. Oh man, so you're not going to the Golden Coast, most likely? No, I'm waiting to hear back from uh, Queensland Health. I've spent a lot of time on the phone, looking to get an exemption. Because if you go up at the minute, meant to quarantine in a hotel room for two weeks, which is like the smile on my face now about being in a house by myself. The opposite of that is a small hotel room with a toddler for a fortnight. Fucking nightmare. One of yeah. the worst. One of the worst things you could do to yourself. We're, we're probably going for, uh, next week, but we'll see what happens Man, with, well, um, if there's any. But also, you're in Sydney. Happens. Yeah, I know. But Queensland, they don't mind a bit of an about face. <laughs> there's still a few remnants of Joe Bjorki Peterson up there. They can just fucking turn around and say what they want. There's still, you know. Who knows? Should we get stuck in? We've got an absolute belter today, and we know it's a belter. Oh, it's pretty good. Because first of all, as we know with these things, if it makes it to the news, we're on. Anger in the air, and it's caught on video. Oh, yeah. Caught on Sick. video. So it is It is new-ish, but how good's this bloke? Well, tonight, passengers described that 42-year-old man as verbally abusive and looking for a fight on board that airplane. Fuck yeah. <laughs> verbally abusive. Excellent. And looking for a yep. fight. How far back are we going, Heggy? Uh, we're going to January 1, 2017. Yeah, it's in. What a time. Nice. 2017. Oh, yeah. How good was 2017? Oh, one of the best. Um, we're looking at New Year's Day, so a big day anyway. But we're, we're on UA, United Airlines, UA 870 from Sydney to San Francisco. By Very the long way, flight, this. The absolute 
that's that's carrying three hundred tight asses that flight. I don't think there's a cheaper flight than a New Year's Eve international flight. I reckon two thousand and two, eleventh um, <laughs> of September. <laughs> you could beat that. <laughs> Oh, nudged at the post. Yeah. I was on one. $99 around the world. No. Um, <laughs> so this, this guy... Boston right, to there. LA. Couldn't fucking give him away. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a 42-year-old John Doe, and he's American, so feasibly his name actually is John Doe. But uh, there's no name. Um, oh, no name. You couldn't find all. a name. Because you have sent me Could some info. Find a name. You've sent me some info on the flight, and um, I must say, Detective Heggy, at it again, fucking deep diving, deep diving on the internet. You, you scroll back. And if I had, if I had more time or better resources, maybe I could find a name. There's facial. You can see his face. There's facial recognition. Maybe you could do if you if you're better mm. than me. But I I couldn't find his name. Fuck it. But um, anyway, John Doe's got on in Sydney, and uh, he's in the middle seat. Which is uh, one of your favourites? All right, I'm sol- not... solo passenger middle seat. Already on uh, board. Whatever he does, whatever he does after this, <laughs> every single I believe time, him every, every and I stand week, up. You go, yep, I'm on board. Real estate agent, fuck him. Yep, I'm on board. Put the seat back, fuck him. Yep, got him. Yeah, that's fine. Well, you got to. You know? <laughs> it's like I already understand why he's upset. Yeah, because he's yeah. he's taken this New Year's Eve flight, going this will be empty as fuck. Not only, not. <laughs> I'll either get a free row to myself or might even get bumped up. Like, hey, welcome. Let's jet into the new year with you having some champagne in a glass. Then he gets on board. He goes, fuck, the letter H. This isn't good. I'm wedged in between a couple of people. Well, you're about to get even further on board with this bloke because, well, there'll be a point where you lose him fairly soon. But um, (laughs) I know know where I lose him. I've heard some of the audio. He got seated between two people who knew each other and talked over the top of him. That that immediately. That's, that's oh. what you've got two elbows for. And that is to go yeah. whoosh and stop those people chatting. But then... Uh, that's insane. That it t- Whoever's in the aisle there, <laughs> one of those two people should look to him and say, we'll swap seats so we can chat. How's, it, well, how's yeah, the plane even gotten to take off if they're chatting? They must have chatted after takeoff. Because pre-takeoff, there should be a fight. And again, I'm on his side well, at the minute. At the minute, this might change you. Yeah? He turned. It turned out the two people talking across him, they um, they were Asians, and he did not like that. And uh, oh, no. I assume he told them to learn English within five seconds. But you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Americans Sorry. really aren't on board with <laughs> with languages other than English. Fucking hell. It blows their, it blows their mind yeah. that people speak gobbledygook in the world. They haven't bothered <laughs> to learn English. And, you know, fair enough. Why why should there be people out there who don't speak English? It's stupid. Um, so he's, he's fucking kicked off over this. And there is some footage, but not of the entire four or five hour affair. Um, you, you've already played some stuff, but he, it, during... During the footage and his rant, or one of his rants, um, it's turned out he hates he hates gays and Asians who, like gay, 
15.4%, and Asians who clock in at 33.3% of the population of San Francisco. So it's going to the wrong fucking place. <laughs> I, I know there's some overlap there, but conservatively, he has 40-plus percent of San Franciscans <laughs> off the bat, and that's not even counting the overweight, which he ripped into as well. So America, uh, just but you've got 70%. He's clocking at 7 out of 10 people he's going to hate when he comes across them. Um I've, I wonder if he knew where he was going. Maybe he got a last-minute mystery flight, international That's mystery was, flight. That's I was why. thinking that too. A January one, January one type. <laughs> they're probably just getting a mystery flight. Yeah, I'll take the middle seat. What's so, the worst that can happen? Oh no! <laughs> See what happens. He did. Um, they they are start, the start. There's a, a bloke that, whose Facebook you've deep dived into. Um, yeah. He he put up some video of the guy speaking to the flight attendant now. Remember, this is before you know all this information. And when you first sent me this video, you said this guy was stuck in between two people talking across him. Again, I'm on board. And then when he yep. starts talking to the flight attendant. If you guys treat people right on these things and you see two last names the same, don't put someone else in the middle of them. I'm calm as can be. I'm yelling at you. I'm not yelling. You want to hear me fucking yell? See, that's where he's he's made the first mistake there. Takes he said yelling. That is a mistake. I'm yeah. not yelling. I'm as calm as can be. Do you want to hear me fucking yell? <laughs> you go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> poor move. That's his first poor move. And then the kicker. I'm calm as can be. I love, that's my favourite thing, saying I'm calm as can be, followed by, <laughs> I'll fucking show you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know how cool it would be to have the airplane turned around with me? You're going to do that? You do that. <laughs> she said, I'll have this plane turned around. And he said, do you know how cool that would be if it was turned around because of me? And this is how he followed that up. I'm being so impolite, aren't I, fat ass? He called there her we fat go. ass. <laughs> Couldn't keep it together. Man, he said he was calm as he could be. Only 10 yeah. seconds before... <laughs> Saying, turn it around. I'll fucking show you angry. I don't think he was very calm. Oh, man. Yeah. How? Well, he, he, what I do love, sorry, mate, worse. really quick, I just love how giddy he almost gets when they said, we'll turn this around. Just hear how cool, like, how excited yeah. he is at the prospect of what's about to happen. Do you know how cool it would be to have the airplane turned around with you? <laughs> this is a great dinner, dinner party story cool? <laughs> I'm going to have from now on. Pretty good. I've, I've turned up at the airport with a backpack and my passport. No fucking idea where I was going. And now I'm about to yeah. turn a plane around. New year, new me. <laughs> That's mystery flight for everybody on there. <laughs> oh. um, well, so they're deep out over the Pacific at this stage when this has happened. And uh, American Samoa and Tonga both said, no, we don't want the bastard. So they turned the plane around and headed south to New Zealand. Yeah. That's pretty... That's a, it was still a fair way. That's a fair way to go back. And um, after that decision got made to redirect the flight, one Mr. J. Doe went into the toilet and stayed there for 20 minutes. And that made people quite nervous, as it fucking would me. Um, well, but remember the, our American bloke from the other week? He may have just been putting together a YouTube video where he catalogues yeah, all the issues that have happened so far during the flight it's not it's not outside Get his shirt the off. look at my ribs i got busted ribs <laughs> i'm not going to mention me punching the flight attendant don't worry about that 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that's been violence, but that did people were quite nervous of that, as they were about his behaviour when he returned to his seat, where he sat down and started scribbling notes in a heavily thumbed copy of Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's not a good look. <laughs> heavily thumbed. Oh, you well, if I be... saw someone reading reading yeah. Catcher in the Rye after they just kicked off on a plane, I'd be pressing the call button and asking them for a triple whiskey and a 12-pack of fucking zip ties <laughs> pronto. <laughs> Is the, the triple whiskey? Thing. Is the triple whiskey for you, Popeye style? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> Throw that back. <laughs> Open the packet of Jetstar handcuffs. Let's get to work, <laughs> motherfucker. I'll, <laughs> yeah, I'll save this plane. Woo. <laughs> yeah, I would just yeah you know, say, is Richard Marks on board? I need some fucking help for this plane. What do you, what um, do you reckon's creepier for someone to read on board? Is it a heavily thumbed catcher in the rye, or what were you reading? What did I call you when you were reading the other week? Oh, the manifesto. Krasinski's manifesto. <laughs> Any manifesto. <that'll... laughs> well, <laughs> I catch her in the right has some has some history of uh, weird shit. Mark Chapman casually opened it up and started reading aloud from it after he shot oh. John Lennon four times in the back oh. from a total five shots. Eighty percent hit rate should have been a cop. Only one errant bullet there. Um. <laughs> Another one, John Hinckley Jr. would be assassin of Ronald Reagan in 1981, had a copy in his hotel room, which is a, it's a fucking stretch for a story on the book's influence. But, you know, he only had a couple of books there, and that yeah. was one of them. Um, in 1989, Robert Bardo had a copy with him when he went to Rebecca Schaefer's apartment in Hollywood and killed her. And I don't know if you know Rebecca Schaefer. It's a fairly old sort no. of reference. She was a model turned actress in the CBS show My Sister Sam and oh. Bardo was her stalker. Um, wow. How do we know it's not all the a... same copy of the book? Like it could be cursed. <laughs> well, I can tell you it's not that's this one because... It's what's so heavily Bardo, thumbed. Yeah. Yeah, it's in evidence, this one. Bardo, um, he hired a detective to find uh, Schaefer's address, went around there, told her that he was a big fan now that she'd been in a sex scene in a movie that she was just another Hollywood whore. Um, she told him to fuck off. He went to a diner. This was early in the morning. He went to a diner for brekkie, probably a five-egg omelette with four different types of cheese, as is the want of the average American breakfaster. <laughs> and um, then, he's, then he's returned to her apartment and just shot her in the chest. Fuck. And while he's running away, he threw his copy of uh, Salinger onto the roof of a building. That's what he's reading at breakfast. Wow! Right back there. So, I've ne- I've I've never murdered anyone, but if I was to do it in the ensuing sprint, I um I probably would try and get rid of the weapon first rather than the book <laughs> I was reading. He did. He did throw away the gun as well. I don't know in which order. So <laughs> that's pretty cool. I'd shoot someone through a copy of Catcher in the Rye just to keep the dream alive. <laughs> I just, yeah, I liked the book. It was great, but it hasn't influenced me to do anything. But I would just oh, yeah. bring it in there just for something to do. <laughs> Pretty good. It's, By the um, way, is there anyone scribbling anything on a flight? I don't know if you've ever copped a weird look off someone next to you. I forget sometimes, you know, we fly fly a fair bit to get around to gigs. And sometimes I'll be working on a, um, I'll be just working on the set list for that night. And I'll be writing yeah. that on, you know, little hotel pads or whatever. 
and then people could look over and I've got I've got a set list here. They see things oh, like off the booze, spit in mouth, stretching my dick, baby disabled parking, Uber anti-vaxxer, yeah. and they probably think, oh no, what is this guy up to? Yeah, this is the makings of a, that's his manifesto chapter titles. Um, Concert meth. I don't know. I've written, I've written them before on playing, you write, I mean, you write some weird shit on your pieces of paper, but I also write, stop looking at my piece of paper, fuckhead, on the top. First thing I write. Oh, really? So, something. Yeah, someone looks across, or they look through a little gap in the street in the seat. They'll see that. <laughs> if you're reading this, I'll punch you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to be careful with violent stuff on a plane, though. People take it the wrong way. Mm. Um, I, have you read Catcher in the Rye? No. Oh man, great book. It's not I that sh- long. I, I should um. I should download it onto the Kindle, among a whole other bunch of classics that I, I'm yet to read. There's a bunch of books behind me on the shelf that, God, there's some good ones. And uh, yeah, Are they real? Got, huh? Are no, they real? Got, no, they none of those books behind me are real. They've all got yeah, flasks some, in them. <laughs> yeah. You know, some singers and stuff, they just put fake books on a shelf just to make it look like they're, oh. you know, they're, they're readers. There's right. a... There's a bit of fucking everything on this shelf. There's uh there's like military history books, cookbooks, classics, the complete works of Shakespeare. Then there's an actual book that's uh super it's called Superhero Girl Spirit or Girl Squad. Girl Spirit, I think, and in that book is a flask. So I've actually got one yeah, of those right. books on there. <laughs> is that that's the one you know no one's going to steal if they come into your house? No, no I don't think that book it sounds ridiculous. Uh, I don't think anybody's. Yeah, you know, it also looks books. like, and well, this has been one of my favourites ever. Is uh, looks like you're in a garage, bookshelf in a garage. That's always impressed me. Or just a motorbike parked next to a bookshelf. <laughs> it's a weird. Like, you know, only one of those is being used. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... I'm all for people not reading the books on their shelf, but you've got a bookshelf in your garage. You're not fucking. You're not pulling any punches, are you? <laughs> we know. Um. <laughs> anyway, so so John hey, Dyer. Uh, sorry, quick question. I've got to ask uh, <clears throat> while we are quickly talking bogan things. A friend of ours, yeah. comedian Ben Lomas, who will be on a future episode for I think he's had two big problems on a plane. Um, he was telling me today he's looking at he's looking at a sauna for his backyard, and apparently That's you can good. you can just buy. But to me, that just sounds like a really shit way to die you know like a, a kit like a yeah. kit he's gonna like put a it together sauna himself kit. yeah yeah when it that's exactly a sauna owner is exactly the kind of person you'd expect to have not one but two flight incidents like that's <laughs> he's Something... about to make a big mistake <laughs> we're about to hear his name followed by 90 percent burns to his body yeah, I reckon we better get him on pretty soon. <laughs> Backyard sauna. That's yeah. Get his... That's just the new age above ground pool. Oh, above ground pool, still, still classic. I know, I know some people who dug a hole and put an oh. above ground pool in the ground. Yeah, yeah. I had, some... <laughs> I had some people where I grew up in Hoppers. One of the neighbours did that, and they had to be very careful because there were big signs. 
down the back of our backyard saying, do not dig below here, gas pipe. Oh, so he, heard. he had to make some calls before like a, digging Like a, a lump in. across the bottom of the above ground. <laughs> That's a gas pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Tree roots go straight through the side of it. It's such a mistake. It's so much water. Oh. It just, oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Your mates. Um, so John Dowright, he's continued... He's continued the name-calling on and off for quite a few hours, fellow passenger Nathan Urquhart said. The uh, the United reps told me and four other gentlemen about hold-down tactics in case he got physical. So Nathan has also said, I overheard the pilot requested, requested Fiji or American Samoa for us to land, but that it was denied. So we backtracked to Auckland for 2.5 hours and had to burn a ton of fuel so as to not to land heavy. Fuck yeah, that's a lot of dinosaur bones, isn't it? A ton yeah, of fuel. Yeah, man, that's a big turnaround. Imagine that. You never um, know. You think you think about your destiny, what you'll become. What there were millions of years ago, some dinosaurs have died. Little did they know that one day. <laughs> yeah, one day they'll be just. <laughs> fruitlessly chucked out the back of a plane because some guy said, I think it'd be cool to get this thing turned around. Pretty good. Would never have guessed it. What a, t- I what t- a time to be alive. Nathan wasn't the only one who piped up about it. Um, Anjou Alhorn K said, I've never seen anything like this. I've never been this disturbed on a flight. And I don't think this video does justice to how I felt. So and Anjou, whose husband took the video shared in a Facebook post saying, a bigoted passenger screamed racist, homophobic, misogynistic, disturbing words to passengers and crew, then called the flight attendants every offensive thing in the book. Just two from what I heard. Um, kudos, she said, kudos to the flight attendants who remained calm, but really sucks this one idiot has grounded us. So they've, en- they've all ended up in Auckland there for a, for a while. And, Again, um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Would, would you not... Like the flight attendants told some of the blokes, "Get ready, here's some tactics." Mm. When they said we're going to turn back and go to New Zealand, surely one of the people that got the tap on the shoulder can ask, "Hey, if we just tie him to the chair, can we just keep going?" Absolutely. Give, give him yeah. some drinks. You'll fall asleep yeah. at some point. Make him give Innocent him the answer. Sanders have been restrained for less, for longer. Yeah. yeah. If any of the documentaries I've been watching recently are correct. They um some of them twenty plus years for something they didn't do and they've been you know this is only fourteen hours or something yeah well this like la- this lady was on this lady and her husband were on the news and she said something that I I was not a fan of for the cabin uh, gave the those two gentlemen a applause yeah Neil told of, them of he was, you deserve first class on the next leg the case that was her on the news saying when the two guys walked past the two that were seated either side of this bloke. She yeah. said, you two deserve first class on the next leg. It's like, what? For rudely talking across another passenger, I disagree. Yeah. And and refusing to just take the middle seat as one of them. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty insane. But he's assuming that they've got the same uh, surname. Yeah. And maybe they didn't know each other. They just got on and went, hey, how you going? And then he gets in the middle seat and they're still talking. We don't know. Never will. Yeah, I, oh, I, man, if so, as soon as someone sits in the middle, 
that's the cue to look to the person on the other side and go chatty at the end, headphones on. Yeah, yeah. Again, correct. what he's done, he was correct at the start to go shut the fuck up, everyone, <laughs> shut up. Yeah. And yeah. when they didn't, his next step, that's where he fucked it. But he was on target well, at the start to be spot on. If he just yeah. stayed cool, didn't call anyone a fat ass, didn't drop some slurs, he was fine. Oh, it's like an ill-disciplined politician. <laughs> they get told, just stay on point, you'll be all right. It's like when Trump looks up from the script and you go, oh, he stopped yeah. reading. Yeah. This could be anything. <laughs> this could be anything. Yeah. See the Man, guys in the you... wings, the speechwriters all hold their breath, go, oh, all right. Did... <laughs> Did you see his great one when uh, the test, his coronavirus test, came back? Really, no. really good bit of audio. They asked him how it went, and he said, "Guys, fantastic! The news came back, very positive, very positive. So by that, um, neg- uh, negative, but it was positive. It was all positive yeah. that I'm negative. It's like, man, <laughs> just stop, <laughs> stop talking. He's great." He also called it the sniffles, so I don't know what to make out of that. Um, Neil, the dude who the dude who posted the the uh, Facebook videos, he said every fifteen minutes was almost another incident for for six hours. Everyone was concerned on what's next. What's it gonna be? But uh, had a little look at Neil. Have you did you see the Neil yeah. and Angel? Yeah, uh, that's what that you sent me their Facebook page because you you told yeah. me about. He's he's posted some pretty good footage, Neil. That's where we got all of that, and the news took from there. Any of those clips of him yelling, oh, Neil. That's all bloody Neil. Neil's oh, done Neil's the done an all right job there. Neil got us this. That's all Neil. That's Neil's handiwork. It's all Neil. Neil is quite the achiever. Neil. He's uh, he's a managing partner at Old Vine Capital, one of those miscellaneous boardroom, white collar crime industry figures, and he said, "Look, uh, 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 while I'm down I'll here, don't panic. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, uh, <laughs> I'm not Ted Kaczynski. Don't worry about it. But the existence of an entire industry just called the money industry—that's a fucking bridge too far for me. Greedy pricks. I've got little sympathy reserved for anyone who's forced to listen to some cussing on a plane. That's what they said. There was so much cussing. Oh. Um." But even less if that person is involved in the dark arts of hiding money for other rich people. Fucking sneaky, man. I, mm. I'm not hiding money anywhere, let alone the Caymans or whatever these fucking grubs do. You can see all my money. It's in a jar on the fridge. <laughs> these pricks, they've got it everywhere. And it's just something I can't get behind. If but he doesn't like I that did... cussing, imagine the cussing he hears when a large group's superannuation fund goes down the toilet. He wouldn't hear that because you just take, like people, you know, these money people, they take it. They don't have to listen to the poor people who've lost it. Fuck them. Um, can I read you out a bit of Neil's uh, resume? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm I was just... thinking about trying to... Uh, I was going to contact Neil, get him on. I might have to yeah. play this to him first. Oh, I wouldn't mind. Like, I'd, like to, I'd like to hear what he thinks about being... This is the order it's in. These are his job titles. Yep. Yep. One second. Yep. Go for it. Slowly. Investor, traveler, fundraiser, dog whisperer, husband. Oh, no. Father. Oh, he hasn't. 
managing partner of Old Vine Capital. <laughs> He's done it. He's done it. Oh. Which one of those upsets you the most? To me, it's Dog oh. Whisperer. Well, yeah, you'd think that, but there's a kicker. I didn't. Uh, I forgot to say one what? of them. You're going to need that bell to fucking ding a fair bit now. <laughs> Yet another string to Niels Bowen for mine, the most impressive. Married to my best friend. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just in case you didn't hate him already. <laughs> Boo. Boo. Oh. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Still want to still want to ring him up, mate? No, I might skip um, it. <laughs> oh yeah, better it'd be better to give Grant Hackett a call, I reckon. Oh, Grant, Grant would be a much better bloke, obviously. I think I can see just in the order he's put that in. I can see why he's investor first. It's fucking profitable business, gouging the clueless middle classes of their hard earned, using terms like, and this is on their website, holistic asset monitoring. And personalised portfolio management tailored to the individual needs. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, you'd have to shift an awful lot of dog whispering sessions to go close to what you'd make in a fucking hour parading around the high-rise corner office and doing air golf in a pink business shirt with a white collar and cuffs like like this prick would be doing. Yuck. <laughs> now, dog whispering to him is just... That's what he calls talking to clients. <laughs> Like Give me your money, you fucking dog. <laughs> Give us your cash, you fucking dog. Get rich off your cash, you fucking mutt. Oh, well, I. T- <laughs> oh, God, married my best friend. Fucking boo. Oh, that is the absolute worst. <laughs> the worst Man, possible I, um, thing. That's up there. I thought the most offensive thing. I sent you a text today. I was down grabbing a coffee in the uh, in the lockdown zone. Oh, yeah. I had a bloke. A bloke, a bloke came in with his toddler in a pram, and the the man, the grown man, he ordered a puppuccino and a baby chino, and then did your fa- <laughs> Oh, did he? Jesus yeah. Christ! I was just about to ask: Did these fucking losers have puppuccino on the menu? No, no, no. He chance? said that's what I call it. Because she finds it funny, his little oh. daughter. She finds it funny. I call it a puppuccino oh, and she gets a baby chino. Tell you what, I've worked in cafes before and that's never been said to me. And if it did, yeah. he would be eating oh. spit. <laughs> just go, oh, mate, we're out of milk. I've just got to go out the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll put the marshmallow in Yuck. there. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you do why wonder why Melbourne's turned to shit over the last few decades. That's oh, it. Oh. Especially recently. You said something like that. Recently. That's why you're locked down. Heap pricks like that in there. We don't yeah. want to. A Chino and a baby Chino. Fuck. <sighs> yeah. So old Neil, Neil K, right, he's also videoed a bit more after landing, which you, you played a bit there, where John Doe 
is talking very loudly on the phone to someone about sending his child to Auckland and getting a lawsuit prepared. Not great audio. Yeah, but, that, uh, did you that, get that, bit? that was the problem. I did pull the audio, but you just can't, you can't quite hear him. I've got the transcript. The quote is pretty fucking great. It's, tell, tell my dad to get his law firm ready because oh. United Airlines just diverted the fucking plane because I complained to some fat cunt who got in my fucking face. Then he proceeded to, to abuse the man filming, Mr. Neil Kay, investor, dog whisperer, husband, father, fundraiser, traveller himself, by saying, it's not my fault, you fucking cocksucker faggot. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, he's gone in for a, in for a penny. Once he's done, once he said the fat ass thing, he thought, "Oh fuck, I'm in here. I'm here now. I'm all in." You know the kind of people who do this. And this this caught me. It's people like grown men who who use the term "dad." Like oh. uh, we've all got dad. Like you, yeah. you say, "My dad," whatever. But he tell dad to get the law firm ready. That's a great start to something, isn't it? Yeah. Tell dad to do this. <laughs> I would tell my dad. <laughs> He's going to come and get you. 42 years old. Great. So um, <laughs> so they've gotten back to Auckland, right? That's when this is kicking off. The, the filth came on and got him off, which uh, didn't really get a round of applause or anything. They just sort of quietly took the guy yeah. off. Neil filmed that, but there was no audio. It was just a silent yeah. them getting him off. Um, I think he was pretty happy. The guy was pretty happy to get off. There was no rugby team required. There was no... Yeah. No zip ties, you know, none no, of your Jetstar handcuffs. Even, no struggle, no tasers. Pretty quiet, he just grabbed his bag. Yeah, all right, I'd better hop off. I've diverted this international flight on New Year's Day. He was going to inflict the wrath of his dad on them. But um, all 252 passengers put up in hotels overnight. The crew of four pilots, count them, four pilots yeah. and 11 flight attendants had to be given enough time to rest before the plane, a Boeing 787, could take off again the next day. So that's still, that still gets me, four pilots. That is a waste of money. Yeah, I've, man, I've told you this before. It's too oh, long for them have. to fly straight. So a couple of them will have a nap, take over in the middle. It's like the flight attendants. If you've stayed awake for a long-haul flight, like I have many Never. times, going, I'm going to squeeze as many beers in as possible right now. I try and get... Yeah. <laughs> I think I've mentioned it before... Get on a long-haul flight and go, I'm going to try and drink the ticket value. No time for sleep. I'm coming out in front. <laughs> oh, financially in front. <laughs> prices, you're not, getting, you're not getting ticket value out of beer. I'm physically behind, but financially in front at the end of this flight. But the, the flight yeah. attendants, they show me, when I did that thing for Virgin, the little, the little beds they've got above, it's like above our, above our heads. They've got these little cabin areas. You don't want pilots. Yeah. I wouldn't want someone driving. For twelve hours straight, I'll, let alone flying. You do yeah. just twelve hours straight. Yep, no problem. As long as everybody shuts up. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it around. Uh, Got to divert it. Yeah. yeah. Got to divert the drive. <laughs> Kids. Um. Kids, we're pulling Summit's... into fucking Newcastle. We're not getting to the Goldie because you cunts oh, won't yeah. shut up. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to have one more, one more word out of any of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
imagine trying to pull that in this day and age. Doesn't oh. work. Um, so some of the other passengers besides John Doe, that meanwhile they spent the late hours of New Year's Day drinking in an airport bar. See, and Auckland Airport. I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, but um, it has some top spots to wet the whistle. Oh, bit of fucking Stein Lager. It's the first time well, I ever had Stein Lager. Was it? Auckland Airport on the way to the States. My favourite place yeah. where I live. Yeah. Pretty, well, yeah, you do love it, but pretty average <laughs> Stein Lager. It's like... It's no good. It's like, it's fucking VB for New Zealand. It used to win Best Beer of the World in the, I believe, the 90s. It was like, this is the best beer in the world. You go, no, it's not. Just from somewhere that you think is cute. Yeah. Clearly not the best beer in the world. It tastes a bit Heineken-y, if I remember. Well, yeah. It's just average generic fucking country beers that you get. Yeah. It's like saying Foster's is great because it's Australian. Right. Yes. Foster's... Anyway. Foster's wins a lot of blind taste tests, but they can't sell it oh, here. Oh, shit. Uh, man, true. I used to work at CUB, Count United Breweries. Oh, in the call center DB. Doing... Yeah, no, but it, against all the CUB beers. There are many CUB oh, right. beers. Hold on. I'll no, tell you what it'll be. There's that, Foster's, and then there's VB with various different labels. Fuck off. That's not VB. how it works. Carlton, VB, Melbourne, Cascade, Pure Blonde, Crownies. There's a lot there. Reshers, yeah. Redback, yeah. Fat Yak, Great Northern. Beat them all. Blind taste test if, a lot of the time. If I if I said yak after every single word of that, it would be completely <laughs> in its place. Yeah, there's nothing there that really stands out. It's like taking a little dab of shit and going, yeah, this t- this shit tastes slightly better than this shit. <laughs> shit. It's not a great run that I just... No. Yeah. That's not a good roster. No. Um, Steinlager's up there. But of the, of the drinking establishments in Auckland Airport, my pick of the bunch, of course, would be Aroha Fusion Cafe and Bar. No. And yes. No, no, you no. You did hear that correctly. Hold on. It doesn't. No. <laughs> what? Yeah, there is. It doesn't say which two cultures Aroha is fusing, and I'm not going to offer up a guess, But because if I did in this year, I would get cancelled just as sure as my name is Nick Cody. Hold on. I looked it up. Aroha, it's Maori. It means love and affection. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we all, we'd all know that, would we? <laughs> I tell you what, they'd better learn to speak English in the next five seconds. But you better understand English in about five seconds. If you don't, I am going to fuck you up. Man, because I typed in Aroha, because that couldn't still be going in 2020. Thank God. What? Aroha? Yeah, if if it didn't mean that, there's no way that <laughs> that can't get through. Oh, it's, when it said fusion, I thought, what? What's going to be? It's going to be like sushi on and and pineapple on a pizza or something. What's what's happened here? Crazy. But uh, simple explanation in the end is often the most correct. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> so, so um, well, while we're hey, in New Zealand, where hey, the, it's all- where the flight. It's always good to to pick up a word or two in another language because, believe you me, I'll be dropping Aroha around the joint from now on. 
And if anyone gives me grief, I'll be yep. very quick to send them this. And they will. Mm. <laughs> I'm um, in Melbourne. Puppet I know where you land. live. <laughs> Fucking home of that shit. Um, while we're in New Zealand and on the topic, uh, aviation expert Irene King, mm. uh, she told One News that the disruption would cost the United Airlines around $150,000 for the one flight. Irene, though, she was also recently saying New Zealand should open its borders. This is like a month, two months ago. It should open its borders so the aviation industry can flourish. Irene is a full-time florist. So that's what we're looking at. What? On the, yeah, she, she's a florist. Yeah, she's pulled that off. But she's also an aviation expert. Wow. On the, on the website of the florist, while we're looking, it says, she works with this florist and it says, you... This is this is her pedigree. You may have seen her as the lady who stands on the corner of Richmond Road and Surrey Crescent, come rain or shine, waving the fresh flower sign. Of recent times, under she Natalie's won't. expert tuition, she has mastered posy and bouquet-making skills. This is, of course, in reference to Natalie Celeste, a senior member of NZ's floral studio team, bit of a shout-out, who Hold says, on, and, and I quote, yeah. dreams are free. What says? <laughs> Spinning a sign on the highway. I've done it. Yeah, I've clocked and then my dreams. Hold or... on, but and you're a hundred percent sure this is the same woman. One hundred percent because of this. Or other mornings, you may see her on your TV screens or in the print media talking about New Zealand's aviation industry. So, wow, that's what we're looking at there. She's pivoted over to flowers. New Zealand's a very special place. New Zealand, isn't it? Every time World News mentions Australia, you're in another country and you see, or you see a World News channel, it mentions Australia, and you feel, I feel a little embarrassed because it's usually it's about a bloke strapping a six pack to a crocodile and riding the bus down the highway <laughs> or something. And I like to think, yeah, that is embarrassing. But have a fucking go at New Zealand. There's a florist on the news whose aviation opinions are being sought. Incredible. <laughs> Does it say, did you used to be a pilot or anything? Nope. No. Oh, actually, I think she, no, she's never a pilot. She, she was, um, no, she's just been one of those people who's a aviation expert. I don't know, man. It's weird. Aviation just, expert, I always thought, uh, I thought you should have to be a pilot to chat about oh, aviation. No. Not no, the business of flying, but just aviation in general. I mean, feasibly. I'd give this another 10 episodes and we could just put ourselves aviation experts who've married oh, their best friends and <laughs> and know how to, you know, invest and travel, traveller, that sort of shit. You can say anything. That's a, that's a modern world. Just rewarding baseless ambition. Just chuck anything on there. We'll be on the Today say, Show. Well, she says she's this. Dickie, Wil amazing. Dickie Wilkins will be asking us for our opinions. And it'll get passed off as fucking news. Pretty good. Um, in the fallout of this incident, though, no charges were laid, and it could be because of the tell my dad to get his law firm ready, because you know, all that sort of shit. Also, is say, it, yeah, is it because though? Is it that, or is New Zealand just like, "Dah, you fucking idiot," we'll just get you out. They're pretty relaxed. Oh, They're very they, the most yeah. chilled out people. Chilled out. Tell that to the dudes who are flicking lit cigarettes at me in a fucking country pub over there one time. Really? What'd you do? Oh, yeah. Well, I rode in on my push bike. Into the pub. Just, 
No. Did a skid, grabbed a Set beer. <laughs> I wish. Steinlager <laughs> fucking sucks, boys. Smashed it and walked out. No. Um, no, I was just there. I was just camping. Went down the pub for a beer. Sitting there reading my book. Got lit cigarettes flicked at me. They didn't notice they it was a heavily thumbed catcher in the rye? Yeah, they don't. They don't like readers. <laughs> and they don't particularly like Australians either. If you want to but, see a great... A great video, uh, Greg Mardo Martin told me about, I think it's 1978, New Zealand versus Wales. and the, the Harker? The Harker. Man, real right. good. The Harker now is yeah. genuinely one of the most, I don't know, it must be terrifying to be there and hear it, but uh, it's quite intimidating to watch. You go, fucking hell, they're getting into this in 1978. Didn't have the same pep. No, definitely not. It's like a bunch of white blokes dancing. Yeah, it looked like uh, like an eighties video of like a white woman teaching hip hop dance. Fucking horrific. Yeah. <laughs> Humble roots. Now it's um, you know, rugby's rugby's a funny one, isn't it? Like it's no one gives a shit here. Like they've never really cared that much for rugby here. New Zealanders have. Right into it. Well, it's, and, and it's I think lo- later in the year they're going to do a, a sort of blend of league and union. Really? Yeah, I think Who? there's like a kangaroos versus uh, all blacks game. Oh, okay. Probably got to. Couldn't str- get 15 blokes together to make a Wallabies team anymore. And I think, is it not as big here, this rugby union, is it not as big here? Yeah, an historic hybrid match is being slated for later this year. Kangaroos and the All Blacks. Some 14-a-side match. That's a bit fucking weird. Um, that, is it because it's all private school kids? Uh, it used to be, but it's not anymore. With the advent of professionalism, it's sort of you know, lost all that. Bogans moved across. You, you sort of... Um, a few leagueies can, you know, went over to, went over to Union when they discovered the cash... Yeah, uh, but uh, it does still have some some layover from the private school shit. Speaking of private school schooling, though, I think I think this bloke, like John Doe, on the plane, I'm pretty sure he's a like daddy lawyer pulling that shit. That's very private school. It's like the like I think he's called his daddy's law firm to fucking sort it out. Like mm. men, the kind of men who threaten to sue teachers if their kid doesn't get an A on the paper that he fucking plagiarised. <laughs> Oh, that's the sort of shit that goes on. Yeah. How embarrassing. Oh, gross. Can you imagine turning a plane around, costing 150 grand for United Airlines, no less, an American airline, and getting off with nothing? Fucking no way. Just before this thing locked down, I went to a nerd gig, like a fucking Sydney. They have some Melbourne-style gigs up here that have popped up, and it was in a like a library-looking place, and it was just real nerds and... <laughs> The audience were a library-looking place. Yeah, all, my all garage with the bookshelf. Yeah, it looks like your garage <laughs> with better lighting, and all, all of the audience, every single one of them, yeah. were less than half my age. With without exaggeration, easily, easily less than half my age, and they were they were not that well behaved to the previous acts. And I got on and just I opened with I could bash all your fucking dads. <laughs> <laughs> and then proceeded to just do my spot and walk off. It's great. They sat there shitting themselves. Weird. They still react to that. 
That's it for another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. John Doe, you cranky Yankee, you've done it again. United Airlines flight 870. It turns out a lot of people made friends. I saw the saw the footage of them all having drinks together in the airport in New Zealand on uh, on New Year's Day. So, if anything, he, he was a good bloke in the end. Yeah, he's really, yeah, he's brought people together. So, good on mm. you, John. Didn't have to pay a cent. Daddy took care of it. So everyone's a winner. What a fuckhead he is. Heggy, any gigs coming up? Any Your merch is still red hot. Your three pencils. Your shifting units. Ed. Yeah, I, yeah, not as many as I'd like, of course. So jump on if that's your thing. You need three carpenter pencils at 10 Bang. inches of pop. 30 inches of pencil in an envelope. We'll arrive at your house if you want. But uh, other than that, no, I'll be, I'll, I'll be doing some gigs up in Queensland uh, about a week from now. Hopefully. Yep. I don't know. See what happens. See if they let you in. Well, I'm locked down here. Uh, the pro- army's probably out the front. Who the fuck knows? I haven't been outside today. So hopefully it's all good. I'll be gigging when Victoria is allowed to do anything again. Yeah, great. At Heggy Luke on Instagram, at the Nick Cody on Instagram, and the merchdesk.com.au for Heggy's t-shirts. Get on it. LukeHeggy.com for your albums and your uh, your specials that you've recorded in the past. All good yeah. shit. Thanks, mate. I'll, th- uh, I'll speak to you next week. Done. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for... Chuck more reviews up. Thanks for all the ratings, and thanks for telling your mates we're thoroughly enjoying this silly shit. It's very silly shit, and we're, we're glad you enjoy it as well. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Cheers, mate. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.